Heavenly Father, those last words that we sang, you delight in showing mercy. Mercy triumphs over justice. Judgment. Thanks, Nate. Don't judge me. We pray, Father, that you would help us to live into those words, that we are focused more on mercy rather than we are judgment, that we are people of mercy as you are a God of mercy. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning once again. And good morning for the first time for a lot of people who came in later. Um, I got to tell you, if 930 could see you, they'd be so jealous. Um, 930 has been bigger uh, for like months, but now 11 o'clock is making a statement. So way to go, 11 o'clock. Um, we are in this, uh, this series uh, about who you are, who we are, the will of God for us in our lives. And we started it last week. Um, and I have to be honest that um, the sermon that I gave at 930, uh, I have no, I, it wasn't the sermon that I've been preparing uh, weeks for. Uh, it totally changed. And because I am who I am, this could be a rocky ride, folks. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, you know me and my mind is going faster than my mouth can handle most of the time. And then the filter, the little guy who goes, don't say that, um, sometimes doesn't catch up either. Um, so we're just going to see what happens here. Um, we started last week with um, freedom, right? We talked about that we were created in the image of God. And all of us, male and female, from the book of Genesis, from the very beginning, God says, I've created you in my image. And if that's the case, then we are to be just like God. If we're in the image of God, then we should reflect God's image. We should be who God is, God as creator, God as redeemer, God as sustainer. And we, and we began to talk about freedom, that we are free to be who God desires us to be. One of the things that N.T. Wright says about this is a lot of times what we focus on is we focus on freedom, but we focus on freedom from sin and death. See, what we do when we talk about God, when we talk about salvation, and we talk about all of those things is we say, you are free from sin and death because Jesus took the cross, Jesus died, Jesus conquered death. You are free from sin and death. And that's great. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus for that, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Hallelujah. That is a wonderful message. But if the message stops there, we miss something. He goes on to say, N.T. Wright, that we are not just created from something. Maybe we should begin to think about what we are created for. Because we are, we are created in this freedom, freedom for something, not just from something. It's not just freedom from sin and death. It's freedom for the things that I have planned for you to do. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10, it says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned for us long ago. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, in this message here from Paul to the people of Ephesus, what he is saying is, you are God's masterpiece. The word in Greek here is poema. And poema sounds like what it is, poem. 
You are God's poem. You are God's poetry. You are this beautiful work of art created by God. This amazing thing. And what does art do? Art moves, right? Art's intent is to move you. It's to move you intellectually. It's to move you emotionally. It's to take you from where you are to a different place, to a deeper place, to a more experiential place. That's what art is for. And so God creates us as this artwork so that we might do something. Art isn't created just to sit around. People don't create art and then stick it in a corner and never show it. Art is created to be seen, to accomplish something. If God created us as artwork, if God created us as these poems, these poetry, then there's a reason. Paul goes on. He's created you new in Christ Jesus so that you can do the good things that he's planned for you to do. From the very beginning, God, when he created you, said there is going to be some amazing stuff that happens because of this person. See, we were created to do. We were created to create. What did God do in the very beginning? Created. Remember Genesis all the way at the very beginning. In the beginning, God created. So at the opening of history, God is creating. God creates from the very beginning. If you follow in chapter 1 of Genesis and you go to where he creates male and female in his image, verse 27 there, verse 28, the next one, what does he tell the first orders to humanity to do? Create. Be fruitful and multiply. Create. From the very beginning, we were made to create. We were made to be creators. We were made to be in the image of God, the creator. Now, originally what my sermon was going to do at this point was going to point out all the different ways, all the different types of poetry that we have in this room, all the different aspects of it, all of the different abilities and the talents and the gifts and the skills that God has given you. Because when we begin to think about creation, a lot of times many of us get a little taken back because we're not creative. So how many of you would not consider yourself a creative person? You're not creative. Put your hands down. Shame on you. You're a piece of art. You're poetry. You are creative. Now, what we think about is we think about Clayton, right? And we think about somebody who can hear words and hear a sermon and hear music and take his little Sharpie markers that he uses. Y'all didn't know Sharpies, did you? And, and he creates this beautiful stuff, which somebody spilled coffee on a few weeks ago. We'll fix it. It's going to be a happy tree. It's going to turn it into something beautiful, right? Just be careful with your coffee around the artwork, all right? But he creates this stuff, and you see the stuff that he does, and you may not like it, but you have to, like, move to it. And it does something to you, right? This is creative stuff. Then you have the people up here that come, and, and they sing, and they play these instruments, and they're creative. And you think, wow, how do you do that? Because they change arrangements sometimes, and they drop the keys. And earlier this morning, they were playing the, this song that you'll hear after the sermon in a higher key. And Daryl goes, hey, drop it down. And Fredo just jumps down. And plays it. I'm like, whoa, that's so cool. You just knew how to do that. You know, because there's these creative abilities from people. And some of us who aren't creative stand back and think, well, I don't have anything to create. But what if you're creative in an organizational way? What if you have this mind that functions in, in this type A abilities that, that can get processes and designs things? These people don't have that. They need people who are organized to create these systems and structures to say, this is how things are going to happen. Okay. 
You have something inside of you to create. You have this ability to create inside of you. You are a creation made to create. But what is it that you have to bring to the kingdom? What is it that only you have to bring to the kingdom? Because it says he has created us anew so we can do the good things he planned for us. There are specific things that he planned for you to do. And if you don't do them, the kingdom misses them. Now, I had more about this. I had great little pictures of children's artwork hanging on God's refrigerator. But in light of the events of the week, I just couldn't get there. I was standing at the first service, and um, my voice is kind of gone. I sat Friday and um, Saturday most of the day in a a cedar field. Really, it was a cedar um, grove. I think they were actually raising cedar trees. You know, just beautiful, like perfectly lined out. Um, And I'm allergic to cedar. And so my face was very swollen this morning. I had multiple people go, you look bad. Don't say that. You look really tired. Danielle, thank you for saying that to me. And I'm like, well, you look stupid, you know. How do you respond to that, right? I'm like, yes, I'm sick. I don't feel good. So during during the first service, I just wasn't singing. Normally, I, I just jump in and I sing, and I like to um, change the, the words periodically to make Brent laugh, and um, I just get into the songs and, and do stuff, and, and I love it. But today, I just couldn't get there because my voice is hurting, and, um, and so I was just quiet, and I was just listening to the music, and God just was pulling me different directions, and this, we've land on this final song. I didn't know the lineup. I, don't, I, I didn't pay attention this week to what they were doing. And we get to this final song, and God desires mercy over judgment, just over and over again. God desires mercy over judgment, mercy over judgment, mercy over judgment. Huh. So God, how does this fit into creation? How does this fit into the artwork that we are, into how we uh, in- incorporate and how we incorporate our art into the kingdom of heaven? He says, well, well what kind of community are you creating? What kind of community are we creating? Because we have the ability to drive where our community goes because we're the community. We're the people who live here. We are the sons and daughters of the kingdom of heaven that operate and exist in this community. And we have the ability to love and we have the ability to offer mercy and then we have the ability to hate and offer judgment. How many of you have judged this week? I have. Man, I've judged a lot. And it it hasn't all been vocal either. Some of the worst judgment has been inside of me. And I've picked up stones. And I've been wanting to throw. And then I hear these words that he desires mercy more than judgment. And I wonder what kind of ability, what, what am I bringing to this community? What am I creating here in this community? I have the ability to create something better than is, exists now. We have the ability to create something that is better than exists now. We have the ability to create a community that is full of mercy and love and grace. Not one of hate and judgment and anger. And I have to tell you, it's a hard place to find yourself. 
when tragedy strikes. Horrendous, horrible tragedy. But where do we find ourselves? What is it that we are called to create? You know, the thing is, I'm kind of removed from this situation because my oldest child is 10. I don't know what it's like to have a teenager. It's been a while since I've been a teenager myself. And the way I see things, they are really different than when I was there. Most of the people that I hang out with don't have kids that are teenagers either, either because they're too young or they're older. I just don't engage in that world very often. I got to go over and pray to the confirmation class this morning before everything and come back over, but I just don't get in front of them very much. And so I don't understand what it feels like to be there as a child or as a parent. Yet because of my position, it's been thrown at me multiple times this week. People have called me. People have come to me. Friday night, I was sitting around a bonfire with a bunch of 30-year-old guys, and they all turned to me. And this isn't what you expect the conversation to go like around a bonfire with a bunch of 30-year-old guys. But, hey, what do we do about this? What do we do about this situation? Hey, what do we do about this? What do we do about this situation? You know, part of me gets it. Part of me understands what our children see because our children watch us. And let me tell you, we're not good at creating an environment and a world that is full of justice and mercy and love. We're really good at creating one of hate and blame and guilt. Really good at that. You ever watch the media? Have you seen any of the political debates? We have the ability to treat each other as if you are dirt and scum. And these people are supposedly on the same side. We've lost respect for one another. We've lost the understanding that as we talked about last week, everyone, male and female, are created in the image of God. The scripture doesn't say, well, not everybody's created in the image of God. Everyone, male and female, there is not a single person that has ever walked on this earth that God didn't go, oh, this person is going to be amazing and beautiful. I can't wait to see what they do. Now, Some people have turned from it and run from it. But that doesn't negate who they are at their core as a child of God. But we don't treat one another that way. We get angry. We get frustrated. We've lost respect. Many years ago, people didn't always agree with the president of the United States. But they would voice their disrespect. They would voice their disagreement in a respectful manner. Understanding that that person was the president of the United States. That doesn't happen anymore. There is no respect for the person who holds that office right now, from many people. You don't think our kids see that? You don't think our kids are watching how we treat other human beings and going, you know what, if they do it, this is how we operate now. This must be the world that we're creating. One who focuses on me and no one else. 
Maybe we have the opportunity to take the things that God has given us, to be the piece of art that we are, and to create a world in which people are loved and cherished for who they are, differences and all. Imagine what it would be like if we created a community where that was the message that was heard by our children. You know what? That kid's a little different than you, but that's okay because guess what? They're a child of God just as you are. They don't believe the same things that you believe necessarily. They don't look like you. They don't operate like you, but they're a child of God and they deserve respect. They deserve love. They deserve encouragement because that's who God is and that's who he's called us to be. You see, I believe that I was created in the image of God, the image of God, this this image of a a creator who said, I'm going to stop time and bring humanity in so that I might have relationship, so that I might get to know one another, so that we might come together as a family, what the best of what a family is. I believe in a God who took the form of man and came here and understands what it feels like to be condemned and understands what it feels like to have stones thrown at him and to be whipped and to be hung and crucified in the most horrible, horrendous execution style ever. And yet at the end said, do not hold this against him. Forgive them. I believe that I was created in that image. And that you were created in that image. In the image of this man who used to walk on water, who used to walk up to dead people and go, hey, get up. In the image of, of a God who says, when doctors go, Mr. Crocker, your child is never going to walk, goes, oh yeah, watch this. I believe in a God who is powerful and mighty and loving And if that is my image, if that's who I am, then why am I not being that? Can I be someone who stands in the community and does not condone actions, but does not condemn? Because that's who God was, right? No, don't do that. But it doesn't separate you from my love. It doesn't separate you from who you are as a child of God. Can we create a place, a community, that the first thing our kids know and understand is that they're loved whoever they are? Can we stand with the pariahs of the world and say, there's good in you. You're a child of God. Come, let us show you what it feels like to be truly loved. Because I kind of feel like you haven't ever known what that means. Can we create a world and a community in which forgiveness is first and grace and mercy? Can we be those people who walk into a world of darkness? And remember the first thing that God created. Light. Let there be light. Can we be the sons and daughters of light walking into this community that right now is shrouded by darkness? Say, we're bringing the light with us. 
Because this will not happen on our watch. Our kids will no longer know such pain and misery. Our kids will know what it means to be loved and cherished for the children of God that they are. Because they too are sons and daughters of the light. May we find the courage to be those people. Let us pray. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the gifts, the talents, the abilities that you have given each of us, uniquely created in such ways as to shape the kingdom of heaven, to bring you honor and glory. May we understand and discover what those things are. And may we not be afraid to use them. May we not be afraid to go into our community in times of darkness, bringing the light of Christ with us. In whatever style poem you created us to be. We thank you and praise you in your son Jesus' name. Amen.